Oh fuck! I just unplugged my phone. Um, <laughs> Do we need to stop again? This is like the fifth time. No, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have a voice that's about to come out. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Are We Pretty, a podcast dedicated to highlighting all things drag. I'm Annalie Duchesne. And I am not doing that voice. Whether you're a fan of drag or a full-time entertainer, this is the podcast for you. Each episode is cram-packed with drag news, exclusive interviews, and a weekly topic that'll leave you gagging for more. This week, we chat about life on the res with the native supreme, Ariella Da Vinci. And we test our wit with the Are We Pretty Trivia. So get ready to get into it. This is Are We Pretty. pretty. No. Wow. We're not. I don't don't know where she came from, but she had to get out. It was a full exorcism here. Well, I'm glad that now she can go back in. Um, How are you? I am doing your name on here because it, it's it's clocking you. Hold on, let me put your name. Oh. Um, for those of you that don't know, Zoom has a feature to uh, change your name, but on here it changes it back every time we log in for some godforsaken reason. Oh, that's the soundboard. Um, <laughs> not anal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how are you, Ms. Annalie? I'm doing so lovely. I was like so sick last week. I literally hated everything. And now I'm on the mend. I'm ready to use my throat in ways I've never used it before. And I'm just so glad that I'm I'm back to like being somewhat healthy. How are you? Well, I'm glad to know that your throat is doing good. You know, a good thrusty moment is needed every now and then. I'm doing great. I'm just living. Um, I do want to really quickly do a little thing while it's on my mind. Um, so recently I was verbally attacked at a show because this fucking twink said that my audio has been fucked on the pod, specifically me. Um, and that it sounds like I'm whispering from underneath a cellar or something. So I just want everyone to know that if you want me to get a microphone, you can add it to my Amazon wish list. The link will be in the description of the pod. You can buy it for me and I will have great sound quality. But until that day, bitch, y'all are going to have to deal with me holding my phone up to my mouth and speaking. Thank you. Yeah. And you said it was a twink. So they probably have a lot of cum in their ears and they should get their ears fucking cleaned with nothing wrong with cum, cum in the ear. It's harmful, dangerous, gross, disgusting, and should never be promoted. Yeah, truly. Um, I I want to take a quick moment. Um, I want to take a quick moment to shout myself out. So this past oh. last last weekend, um, we were performing at Atomic Rose at a brunch, and I did this number, um, where I usually do like a piano gag, uh, and it's like to the song Conga by Gloria Estefan, and I didn't bring my fucking piano so in the moment i had to hurry up and figure out what i was going to do and i started a conga line at atomic rose miami how amazing was this moment did, were you did you watch the conga line at all 
Okay, so I watched the beginning of your number and I had just stepped down because at Atomic Rose, the backstage area, you can step up behind the DJ booth and like look over the crowd. So I had just stepped down and Bella had switched positions with me. She was going up because she was going to call you off and bring off bring on the next girl. And she leans back in. She's like doing this laugh that I can't even describe. Like it was genuinely terrifying, the sound that was coming out of her mouth. It was like, have you ever heard Tiffany Minks laugh? Yeah. It's like letting a, uh, a gasp of air out of a corpse. That's what it sounded like. Um, it was amazing. But so she leans into the room and she's like, you have to see this. She's doing a fucking conga line. <laughs> and so I, with the speed of everything, I'm like up out of my chair. I'm looking over. I'm looking at this fucking conga line that is stretching across the fucking room. First of all, I want to know, how did you manage to get all these people up? Because I find that people at brunch are like sitting eating enjoying their food bitch they are not getting up for shit i was gagged i was gagged that you had the whole room up what was your secret yeah honestly it started off with bullying and it kept going with bullying so um i looked at the first person and i was like we're starting a conga line grab me and walk with me right now like i i like like that i, I was very mean about it and then they grabbed <laughs> me they grabbed me and then, and then it was fun and then i saw the next person and i was like get in this fucking line now <laughs> and then they got in and then they started bullying people to get into the conga line. So, you know, sometimes you just got to be a bitch and it works. Yeah, you're taking pointers from me and I <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, speaking of taking pointers, we are going to be taking some points from each other because we are going to be playing a very fun, very special game that we came up with not 10 minutes earlier because we didn't have content for this part of the pod. <laughs> um we are going to be playing a game we like to call, Are We Witty? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a trivia moment. We're going to be asking each other questions that we've, we've uh, scoured the podcast. It's all related to the podcast. It's going to be fierce. And most of them are about, I'm assuming you did yours about the guest of the pod, because that's what I did. Um, so we'll see if yeah. we can follow each other's assignments or if we just fully went off the rails. Now, we were supposed to make these harder as they go. So um, I tried to stick to that to the best of my ability, but uh, we're, we'll, they might not be hard. And make yeah. sure you listen all the way through, through these questions and answer along with us. And then at the end, we're going to ask you guys a question uh, so that you can feel like you're in the room with us. Okay, so... Um, Annalie, do you want to, should we play like a theme song? Should we get like a little moment? Yeah. So great, great. this is, are we witty? Into my Here we go. Um, Annalie, why don't you start off the first round? Sure. Here we go. Yay. This perform yeah, here we go. This performer is no stranger to the computer screen. Who hosted their own COVID-centric digital pageant? Okay, I'm pausing for dramatic effects. Um, I am going to say that this guest is Christine Kay. You got the answer right, but you did not ask in the form of a question. Therefore, you oh. don't get the point. <laughs> Wait, I forgot what I had, like fucking Jeopardy. <laughs> Who is Christine the Gay? Yes. 
Christine Decay is the correct answer. You get zero dollars. I believe that's a point for me. Thank you. I'm gonna need somebody. I look. I'm keeping up with the fucking points, bitch, because I'm right. competitive like that. Let me click my little pin. Y'all hear that shit? <laughs> All right. So I have one. Put an M. Put an A. Okay. I have one point. Okay. So, um, my first question reads: This guest coined the phrase "suck, fuck, and eat butt." This. Oh. Who is the amazing, incredibly talented, beautiful Zoe Adams? One point for Annalie. Okay. Yes. We are so smart. We are witty. Yes, we are. Let's see how long it lasts. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> also, real quick, uh, for listeners, play along with us. See if you know who these people are. Um, and if you don't, you're not a real fan. So here's my question. Having their name rooted in the Latin language, this former ro- ro- uh, 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 this former War of the Roses contestant's name means moon. Huh. Um... Okay, I'm pausing. Go ahead and answer it, guys. What are we thinking? Uh, let's, let me huddle up on my team. Okay, so Annalise ugly. Let's first agree with that. Okay, um, we're gonna carry the five, put the two. Um, we're gonna go with who is Luna Luella? That is correct. Thank you. Um, it's called being smart, being talented. Yeah, we live. Can't help it. Speaking of smart and talented, let's get into this next one. This question reads, oh God, my fucking handwriting. Okay. This guest rarely buys new shoes and has never worn a quote unquote little Debbie shoe or a quote unquote biscuit basket. Oh my God. I don't fucking know. Okay. Um, let me pull into the files of my mind and I'm going to do some verbal processing here. Um, I do know that we just had a guest, um, heterosexual, who talked about not wearing a lot of heels. Hmm. I'm going to go with this. Who is heterosexual? Ah! Correct! I was so nervous! Yeah, that one one was um, one that I really was proud of because I used uh, Little Debbie shoe and Biscuit Basket in the same sentence and I live. Um, congratulations on getting. Oh wait, I accidentally fucking put your point on my line. Oh, this is you why can, I don't. You can, you can leave it there. Okay. Well, it would have been three points for me, one for you. So you'd be losing. Um, now we're tied again. <laughs> oh, I don't understand winning clearly. Okay, my question is, or my statement is: This performer was such a delight. She lives near the mountains and is a mother. Um. Oh shit. Um I am gonna say who is Coco Bardo? That is correct. Wow. Wow. Well, when it's right, it's right. Yep. Speaking of things that are right, this next question is all kinds of wrong. It reads This guest shares a name with one of us. Okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. Because we've had 
two guests. This is a trick question, you see. It's not. It's not a trick question. It's it's a little bit of a trick question. Okay, so we've had uh, when you when you do it, I'll, I'll explain my reasoning why I don't think it's a trick question. But go ahead, go ahead, answer the question, genius. <laughs> okay, so it's either Touche Duche or it is Sapphire Rose. Um, I think you. I think if I'm doing the numbers right, if I'm really putting my liquids in this test tube correctly. I'm going to say, who is Touche Yvonne Duche? Ah, That's correct. And the reason why I say that this is technically the only answer is because we've discussed that y'all are long lost sisters. So Uh, technically you do still share the last name, um, whereas me and Sapphire do not. Um, So yeah, you got a point, congratulations work. Speaking of sharing things, I'm going to share this next statement to see how witty Miami is. <clears throat> this larger-than-life Southern Belle is always the life of the party, especially at her own parties at Club Rewind in Texas. Hmm. I'm going to go with who is Amology Raven? You better ding yourself. Ding yourself. You better ding, bitch. <laughs> you better ding, bitch. Wow. Um, speaking of dinging, this next question reads... This is a fun one. This, this, is, this is a really fun one. Okay. Oh, no. This guest had an article of clothing stolen from them, which allegedly would have appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race. All right, I'm gonna, I know exactly who it is, but I'm gonna pause for a moment to let our listeners play along. Who do y'all think it is? Okay, who is Gianna Colucci? Oh my God, we are so smart. We, I mean, we we really know our we, guests. We are witty. <laughs> right, we pay attention. <laughs> it's almost like we edit the pod ourselves. Right. Um, <laughs> Let's get into this last round. Now, this is supposed to be the hard round. I'm excited to see how hard it gets. Okay, I misunderstood that. I I did. I personally got hard. I don't know about my questions though. But here's how. Here's here's what it is. Yeah, this fierce entertainer introduced us to our first legacy animal guest, Beans. Oh fuck. Um, let me think. Wait, let me think. Animal guest. Um. Oh, oh! Who is Liza? Yes! Yes, who is Liza? Yes. Well, I have a perfect score. Let's see if you can, let's see if you can tie it up. Um, Uh, I bet you you made this this one really hard. (laughs) This question reads... What is the name of the first episode of the podcast? This isn't about a guest, bitch. We didn't uh, have a guest. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Guests pop. Our, our listeners pop off. Also, you can hear my dog's nails uh, cackling uh, on the floor. Yes, it's giving Dolly Parton playing the nails. <laughs> right. um, okay, my answer is going to be this. What is 
Wait, is this happening? Holy shit! We fucking did it, bitch. We are witty. Yes. Witty, um, pretty vocals down. Jesus Christ. Uh, the winner is Rosa. Okay. Um, we do have one bonus question for you guys. Um, yeah. We're gonna ask it, and then we want you guys to send in your answers. You can send them to the email at arewepreettypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, the person who answers it first is gonna get a shout out and maybe we'll get you something. I don't know. You want like a donut or something. Um, I live right next to a Krispy Kreme. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this question reads, what star sign do Annalie and Miami share? Again, what star sign do Annalie and Miami share? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really deep, compelling thoughts. Now, uh, you you might recall if you listen to the pod that this answer is hidden in plain sight. So right. um, go listen, go figure it out. And the first person that sends us the answer will uh, win a fun little prize. Yeah, spoiler alert, it's not a chocolate star. <laughs> not your chocolate starfish! Um, well, speaking of starfish, we are going to go... Well, is this it? Is it? Are we done? I think so. We did our we did our trivia moment. How long is this segment? I don't know. Wait, are we still playing the background music? Cut the music. <laughs> oh, our DJ, Jesus, Rachel sucks. Like I don't think y'all understand. Uh, we, we she just don't know how to pl- do shit. It's sad. Yeah, you, you know, Miami. I actually had lunch with Rachel yesterday, and she was telling me how hurt she is by all of the shit that we talk about her. Um, so I'm gonna suggest that we amp it up even more and really really just make her feel terrible fuck you rachel yeah well you know what they say ugly people don't have feelings um <laughs> speaking of ugly people we are going to go freshen up and when we come back yes. we are going to be chatting with the native supreme miss ariella da vinci are you excited y'all i'm yes i'm so excited to talk to ariella she is really like taking memphis over she is also performing in a bunch of other places now like in in nashville and places in mississippi she just cannot be stopped she is a force to be reckoned with and i'm so glad that she took time out of her busy busy fucking schedule to come talk to us yeah well we will uh be right back bye bye all right guys we are back from the break and today we have a very special guest with us all the way from over the bridge please welcome to the stage the wonderful talents of miss ariella da vinci hello what is can y'all hear me (laughs) (laughs) now now we can can y'all hear me we can hear you now. Okay, okay. I, I'm not on mute. Okay, there we go. There we go. Hi. Yeah. I'm, how you doing? What did you what you what have you been up to lately? I know you've been a busy bitch just uh doing your uh your Tuesday shows, performing everywhere. You just did the Rainbow Rumble. Um, what's been going on, girl? Baby, like lately I've been getting I've been like being very patient with um staying up here in Memphis, honestly. Um when I first came up here, everything was just seemed to happen so fast. And now I'm 
taking things very slow. I'm doing as much shows as I can. I'm keeping Supreme Queens um, updated with, you know, some new girls around around uh, the area of Memphis or in Arkansas. I try to get as much people as I can to showcase their art here in Memphis. Um, just um, having a day, doing my little daily job, you know, being a little... Being a little, um, a little bad boy. That's what that's what I do in the mornings. I just host, host. Right. You know, uh, twerking on but Snapchat as well. Oh yes, I mean honestly, like everybody, y'all should follow me on Snapchat at the Res Queen. It's not the native supreme. Uh, the Res Queen was my first Snapchat, and I never got to change it, but I always kept it. But yes, oh my God, my Snapchat is so fun. Honestly, I try to keep myself entertained with myself. Honestly, if I'm not entertaining myself, who am I? Who am I not trying to entertain? You know? Yeah, I think that's exactly what RuPaul's RuPaul right. says. Right. If you can't entertain <laughs> yourself, how the hell are you going to entertain anybody else? Can I get it? Right. Amen wow. Well, right. speaking of Amen, you know your drag is a godsend. You are so beautiful, so amazing on stage. I want to know, how did you find yourself falling into the art form of drag? Well, um, I really do remember this. This is like more of like an aquarium moment, but honestly, like I related to her at the age of three years old. I remember going to my cousin's house and they would have this room full of clothes. It was like a spare room. But I remember putting on this beautiful gold sequined um, glittery dress. It was, it was like a cocktail dress. It was very slutty, very short. It was very... But, uh, and then I remember putting on these heels and next thing you know, I'm going into the living room and just singing a song to my family. And, you know, in my mind, as you're a kid, I'm thinking, oh, they're laughing because they think it's funny and that's all that. They're laughing with me, but no, they were really laughing at me. But I never let that affect me. I still kept myself going with um, doing this little weird cross-dressing um, play I was doing as a kid. And then growing up, I got to find out about drag. Um, of course, you know, I'm, I'm Generation Rue, where, you know, we're, we began watching Drag Race, and that's how all of that started. And then um, throughout high school and middle school, I never got to really um, uh, explore my drag, my drag uh, side of me wanting to do it in the future. I was just um, just a typical gay boy in high school. And when I got into college, my, um, I have gay brothers, the Shannon, uh, Tavarius, and uh, Javante. They took me to my very first gay club in Jackson, Mississippi. It was called uh, Metro Reloaded at the moment. And I remember um, they were like, uh, we're gonna go watch our sis perform. And I was like, what is that? And then next thing you know, it was a drag show that I went to. Very first drag show in Jackson, Mississippi. It was like, it was uh, kind of like how Spectrum is and how Insight is here in Memphis. And um, honestly, I fell in love with it. Next thing you know, we're in the dorm rooms in college. We're rehearsing, doing some um, J sets. We're doing some eight counts. We're just dancing our asses off. It's, it's just an amazing um, moment at that time when I got to experience. And then got to um, play with makeup at the, eight, at the um, year of 2017. I was doing... Um, my friend at the moment, at the time, she was... Um, we we're going to a Christmas party and she told me, hey, I got some makeup. You want to put some on, put them on. And then I seen that painted my face and I was, I was sending y'all some pictures of it. It is so beautiful. But um, they honestly loved it. They said that I did amazing for my first time too. So I guess I'm just very talented with uh, with art and all that. 
then I just started buying makeup and makeup and makeup. And um, right now, I'm just very happy with my progress of what I've what I've done. And you got it here. a point. She's an icon. She's a legend, and she is the moment. Now, come on now. I mean, like I, I love, I love all types of drags. I would do, I would do anything. Even Club Kid, Club Kid is just so fucking fun and artistic. Like if you just imagine, if you just think about the '90s, like Club Kids, how much work they put into themselves, it's just so amazing, honestly. And I'm, I'm just, I love being a fucking drag. I won't, I would say a drag supreme because you know I'm the native supreme, but. Honestly, me being a drag supreme, me exploring different types of drags and not being scared, not not to step out of my box, you know, it's just so fun and so amazing. I wish everybody can really do it. And like Anna, when uh, Anna LA and um, Miami, when y'all two do y'all's makeup, bitch, y'all are fucking fierce. Like y'all make me so fucking proud and excited every time I see y'all on stage. Miami is just the funniest fucking bitch. Oh my gosh, she tickles my pickle every fucking time. And then Anna LA, when I first worked with you, baby, I wore the roses. Like, you have no idea. You had me, like, blushing. You were so high. You were so cute. And I saw you perform. I was like, oh, this bitch can do more than just look pretty in a beard. What the fuck? Y'all two are just amazing, honestly. I really do look up to y'all, honestly. Wow. I actually really, really appreciate that. Um, I actually don't. So I'm not saying that like my makeup is bad, but I don't have a lot of confidence with like my makeup. So I really do appreciate that. And your looks are always, always stunning. But yeah, uh, for the listeners, um, Ariella Da Vinci is definitely a, a War of the Roses sister. She is from season two. I competed alongside her. Um, Miami, what are what did you think of when you first uh, saw Ariella perform? Have you had you ever seen her before War? When I first saw Ariella, I was like, thank God I am funny because this bitch is so pretty. I could never. Um, kills it every time. You know, my favorite look that you did, when I think of War of the Roses and I think of Ariella, I think of that supreme uh, jacket that you had, I think you hand painted it, right? Did you, even it's if you actually, painted it, you better say you painted it. Yes, it's, I actually airbrushed it all, all by myself, you know, no, no, no help at all. It's all me. I even like bedazzled that shit. Period. It was so cute. And I that's the look that in my mind, it just resonates as a like classic Ariella. Um, how did you, I want to know, how did you develop your drag style? Because you're very fashionable, you're very fun. And honestly, you're very versatile. Like you can do a lot. So I want to know, how, how did you develop thick. that? She is stacked. <laughs> She's got it. Well, honestly, like my styles um, come originally from home. I would consider myself as a banji queen, honestly. Like I love to look a little raunchy, a little rashy, but still look stylish with it, you know. Honestly, I bought some fucking Tims to um for my I bought some white Tims for that outfit because I'm I'm um evolving my um outfits and everything. And I was like, what how can how how else can I make my um outfit better? And I was like, you know what, you got some money, go get you some Tims, go get you some rhinestones, but dazzle this shit up. It's all about the creativity in your mind, honestly. Um, when I thought about the um, the blazer jacket, I was like, I want to give myself as a businesswoman, but she still wants to show her sexiness. So, you know, a white leotard under it with a jacket, gloves, thigh-high boots, you know, blonde hair. You showing them that you're a pure-ass woman on that fucking stage with a jacket in the back that says the Native Supreme because you're not just the, you're the. And that's why, that's why I love the word the, honestly, because... Um, I think of it that two ways, you know, um, the as in, as could be like a like, oh, she's just she's just a she's just the supreme. But then when somebody says, oh, no, she's the supreme. And that's the way I like it. Hey, 
Every time I hear uh, the native Supreme, I immediately want to go to Taco Bell and get a Supreme taco. But uh, uh, those are so delicious. Now I want one. Um, I think yeah, I know. I think about Supreme pizza. Oh, anything I Supreme. Just, yes, ma'am. Yeah. So uh, you're talking about the native Supreme. And I really would love to just go ahead and jump into this topic, which is all about your identity as being an indigenous queen. And uh, tell me a little bit about that. So you are uh, an indigenous person. And that totally comes through when you're uh, in your drag persona. But uh, tell us a little bit about that. What's that life been like for you? Well, um, let me go ahead and say, Halito, Samucha Fuyet, Ariella Da Vinci, Chumachuk Mama. Um, I think I said that, hello, that, part, that last part right. But what I said was, hello, my name is Ariella Da Vinci. How are you doing? Um, I'm originally from Choctaw, Mississippi, which is in central Mississippi, right in between Meridian and Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I am from the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians. We were federally recognized in 1945. Um, yeah, growing up on the res, I was actually, I grew up in Oklahoma as well for about a few years and I um, moved down back to Mississippi to live with my biological parents. And then growing up, uh, I, I would tell you that I had a, um, I had a little uh, rough childhood growing up, honestly. I remember like, if y'all, if you want to know the definition of what a res kid is or yeah, uh, we have these things where we call, um, Ooh, how do I describe it without even like being too rude? It's where kids that can't listen, they run around, they, you know, they, you'll see snot on their nose, they want candy, just raggedy kids. And like, I, I was one of them. Uh, I'm, not, I'm proud to say that too, you know, because it, uh, it made me realize um, growing up how um, things were back in the day. And I would, I'm a proud res, res kid growing up. You know, I was always getting in trouble. I remember, um, if you, do I remember the, um, or I think they still have it. It's called Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, I had um, got banned from there because I accidentally um, hurt another kid. And so um, growing up, I remember just, I just, I guess I was never loved at the moment because I just had family issues and I really didn't know, like, I was so young, you know, and you just don't know, like, what's going on. You don't know if you're, if you're, if you're actually being wanted, if somebody actually wants you, care for you. And I'm gonna be honest with you, that's how I actually felt growing up as a kid. And then um, I stayed with my aunt and she brought home this beautiful woman into my life. She um, took me in along with um, her husband, who is actually, who are, they are my um, adopted parents, but um, rest in peace to my late dad. He passed away in 2016. Um, he's, he was an amazing man. Uh, first father figure I got to look up to and I always loved him. He comes to my dreams here and there and we talk and, he tells me that, hey, everything's going to be okay. You know, you ain't got to worry about nothing. And that's another thing about being on the res is that we are all family or oriented. And like we, we may have our ups and downs with our siblings or our cousins, but hey, when things get rough, we're all going to come together and make sure that we are all okay. You know, we'll put our, we'll put aside our petty differences and just um, go just work up, worry about, you know, getting things right with the future. What would you like to know about the reservation, honestly? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know because I don't, I don't know much about uh, that life at all, um, which is unfortunate. Like, I feel like in America specifically, like we should know more, a lot more about 
um, you know, the indigenous lifestyle and what that was like, because I mean, we fucking should, because this is the land that, you know, those people inhabited and still do inhabit. I don't have a question about the res itself. And actually, I, I you know what? I do have a question that I could ask. For people who might not know what that is, what is the res? So um, the res is short for our reservation. Um, each, uh, I believe like, every state has um, a tribe. They're very small, honestly. You could possibly just uh, drive by it and you wouldn't even know. Um, my tribe, we are, our main reservation is in Choctaw, Mississippi, which is in Philadelphia, Neshoba County, Philadelphia, Mississippi. But we are also um, sectioned off by I believe eight. Oh my God, I'm being so embarrassing about my own tribe. No, I'm, I'm like not knowing anything about my tribe. Um, I had, I believe we have um, eight communities. We actually have one community here in Memphis, in Tennessee. It's um, close to Ripley, I believe, but it's, um, I believe it's called Henning, Tennessee. It's just about 30 minutes up the road, I believe my mom said. Uh, we have that, which is Henning, that's one. I'm originally from, um, Pearl River community, which is like the headquarters of our tribe. Then there is Redwater, which is located in Carthage. Um, Bookchittle in the upper town of um, uh, Philadelphia. Tucker, Tucker community, Standing Pine, Bookhoma. And uh, I feel like I'm missing one. I feel like I'm, Quinnahetta, Quinnahetta, yes. And Nanawaya. oh my God, we have nine. Oh my God, we have a lot more. I think we have a lot more than I think. But yes, we are all sectioned off by um, communities. Um, I think I'm not 100% sure on why we are. I really should be asking these questions to, to my um, mother. She knows a lot more um, of, my, of the history. She actually is very fluent with um, the Choctaw language. She did try teaching me. Um, but uh, I do have my uh, moments where I do speak Choctaw to my friends and all that, and they get to like really love hearing my culture. But um, I am very fluent with listening and understanding uh, my language. Like my mom can like yell at me. Um, she could talk to me in a whole paragraph of sentences and I'll understand what she's saying. Um, but yeah, that's the reservation. Reser uh, we are also a, uh, we, are, we basically have our own government. We have a tribal government. And um, we we are uh, voluntar voluntarily, if we want to, we can go to public schools. But we also they um the tri our tribe offers a um tribal school, which is basically private. You have to be a certain amount of Indian degree in you to um uh even go to school there. I'm curious to know um how like how was it like growing up queer in on the reservation? Like was it was it an easy experience? Was it a struggle? I'm, I'm very curious to, to learn a little bit more about this. Okay, well, this is very interesting for me to talk about because honestly, um, growing up as a kid, I knew I was queer. I knew I was um, different. I knew I, I liked the other gender other than dating, um, wanted to date the, um, I don't know, I, I knew I was into the same gender. I was just not into other gender, I meant to say, I'm sorry. Um, but, um, I remember my, my biological uncle, he would always tease me calling me, um, the, uh, you know, the F word, the fag word, but he was always, but it was always with love. Like he would always tell, tell me, it would say it with love. Like he knew that, I, I guess he knew I was going to be gay growing up. And then um, 
coming out to my mom and my uh, adopted mom and dad, um, you know, we all we had a rough road. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. But at the end, at the end, they came through, and they all I really I really wanted them just to understand me. They didn't have to accept it. I just wanted them to still love me, and for them to un- just to understand me, just for them to know, like, hey, I'm still your son. I'm still the same person. I just I'm just you know this way. Um, school wise, I went to public, I went to a public school. Uh, I went to Neshoba Central Elementary and Middle School and High. Um, I was more teased at a public school than my own tribal school. Going, um, transferring to my tribal school, I went to the uh, middle school, Choctaw Central Middle School, and um, I've noticed there was queer people around me too. It was mainly um, the lesbians that really helped me actually um look at them and be like okay they're actually open they're you know I, I saw a few couples they were always you know lovey-dovey on you know in class or during break or lunch and I was like okay they're very open about it they don't really care and then I came out at the at um the end of seventh grade to the whole school but oh my god I, I told my first friend going to that school her name was Ari she um uh told she she was like sky I already know and I was like oh wow okay well if you already know then I guess there's nothing for me to hide honestly if y'all see it and so growing up in high school at my tribal school I was actually you know I did not get bullied at all um I was really respected as a person because I respected everybody as well I didn't um I wasn't the one to, to start any fights um, going back to um, meeting my biological, my uh, adoptive parents, they were actually the ones who saved me into becoming a better person. Honestly, y'all would not like the person if I grew up the same way. I am happy with how I've grown and how I progress as a better person. Honestly, I have manners. I have more. Res- I get more respect now, and honestly, and just my uh, about adoptive parents doing that for me. I thank them so much for saving my life, and. Um, going into high school, all I did was respect everybody. You know, I always, I'm still the same person as I am today. You know, I don't see myself as any other bigger than anybody else. I always want, I always encourage everybody to, um, hey, get, um, do what you gotta do to get off the res, you know? I really wish, because um, that's the topic I would love to talk about too, is um, other people to get off the res. That's the thing. Um, sometimes they'll stay because they have, um, they have a family that they need to take care of. And I know, I know that the reason why I want more natives to be off the reservation is so that we can be um, more um, viewed, more to show them that. Because when I came to Memphis, nobody thought that natives were real. They all thought I was um, Latino, and um, I, would, I told them like, you know, I'm Native American. They're like, oh, me too. You know, Cherokee and all that. I was like, no, baby, I'm like the, I'm like the real deal. Like, baby, I'll show you my CDIB. I'll show you Everybody my thinks number. I'll show you my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, growing uh, growing up in uh in high school, being gay, it was um, no problem for me at all. Um, just you know, with the family issues, we just had to uh, work it out. You know, we had our ups and downs and all, but at the end of the day, we still loved each other. You know, my life as a queer person from the re- even living on the reservation, nobody really mistreated me um, any different. They just saw me as another you know chalked off member from the reservation you know we all say halito hey how you doing you know get to know each other we may not know each other but we'll say hey how you doing you know we're very hospital hospital hosp- hosp- we have very we, we, we have very much good hospitality yeah 
Yeah, uh, I think that's great to hear that um, that wasn't something that got in the way necessarily. I, I, it sounds like there was still some some things that you had to go through with your family because of that. Um, I do. I think we're going to ask a couple, like maybe two more questions, and then we're going to move on to the listener questions. Um, I do want to know just a little bit about how your in, uh, indigenous culture, how does that inspire your drag? Well, honestly, um with my indigenous culture, um, I really haven't been putting much effort into it. I've been focusing on getting into the whole um, regular side of drag. Um, at first, when I when I started drag in 2018, I um, was focused on the uh, uh, what do you call it the uh, the hot the uh, hot hotless people who um, are um, making good music on the radio. And then I will incorporate um, like the top like, 40. Like, yes, basically. Yeah. Um, that's how, how I started off with. I started listening to the top 40s and then like get some costumes together and working with it. And um, then Miss Quarantine um, gave me a, a good break. She gave me a good, good break. And may I say, can I just thank y'all for popping my Zoom cherry? Because I have during quarantine, I have never used Zoom. And honestly, this is so cool. I love it. Oh, my God. I should start using this. Did you never do like an online but, show? Um, uh, no, no, no. I was, um, so during quarantine, I really did give myself a break during drag. I didn't do any competitions during, uh, like the little digital competition they were doing. I didn't do any, um, I didn't submit anything to um, even put effort in my drag during quarantine. Yeah, usually <laughs> during quarantine, I just took a break. I just like, you know what, you know what, if this, if this is something telling me to take a break, you just take a break, even though you just started. But um, not not only you're taking a break, also work on it, you know, work on um, your padding, work on your makeup even more, you know, because um, I wouldn't say I was busted at uh, my first time in drag, my first time performing in drag. I would say, you know, I just wish I had some minor, like some few details and everything. So uh, working on um, not performing wise during quarantine, I didn't do much. But uh, working on myself during quarantine, I actually did, you know, did a lot and made sure that I wanted to make sure that I look good on stage when we started getting back onto the shows and all that. But um, going into uh, 2022, trust me, I am working on some big productions of me doing my native culture. I remember um, I incorporated my culture at war. I was, uh, it was the um, the hell challenge. And, yeah, I remember um, that. I wanted to give, I wanted to um, show y'all what a book pulley was, which is actually a, um, they're called little men. And they're, they're, the story is that they'll be in the woods and they'll um, linger in little kids. And I believe it uh, has to do something with the medicine man. He comes in and tests you to see if it, if you um, are worthy of becoming the next one or not. And so um, that's why I, um, uh, I dressed up as a um, skin crawler as well with um, hair on my shoulders and like fur on my shoes to incorporate like some kind of walking furry animal. And then I uh, did some big red eyes because they're known to have um, big red eyes, but I did it with glitter. And uh, I'm not, even though that um, that might not have been everybody's favorite that night, I was very proud of what I've done. and. You know, it was the effort of me showing y'all who, who and what my culture is. But yes, I do plan on working on um, adding more 
of my Choctaw heritage into my drag. Yeah, last night I did um, Pocahontas. That's not my tribe. That's not my, um, that's not something that I would really do because I would, I, if I was to do Pocahontas, I would do it to like tell you the real story behind it. But it was just me being, you know, generous. Like, hey, everybody loves the Pocahontas Disney. Why don't you just give it to them? And I did. And honestly, baby, I was so in love with myself. I looked so good. I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is like, you're, you're a beautiful indigenous woman. Look at you. You're just amazing. And so that's the things I just, I like to tell myself when um, I'm very proud of my, of when I add things to my culture and to my drag, because, you know, if when I do get on drag, when in the future, when I uh, get on Drag Race, um, I do want to bring a lot of my co um, culture, like outfits and beaded, um, beaded accessories as well. And that's what I'm also going to start working on this upcoming year. Because I'm going to start making brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. That's motherfucking right. That's what I'm motherfucking talking about. Yeah, I'm actually really glad that you um, are pushing not just yourself to like bring your culture in, but also pushing other people to experience it because you know we're not uh, i imagine that there might be times where people are going to be like what is this i don't understand it but like fuck that uh who cares they need to understand it it is uh it's an important part of 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 history here and so yeah keep keep doing it and yeah your pocahontas look was so good that hair was everything your makeup was on point your body was on point you looked definitely very gorgeous thank you baby thank you so much yeah my favorite part was when you did the thing <laughs> you made that meme where you were like you bitches can't even spell i forgot what you said <laughs> like, like, the, the nikki name attention bitch. everybody this is what a bad this is how a bad bitch walks when she's walking into the fucking new world you bitches can't even spell new world <laughs> god oh my god well speaking of new world we are going to take a break and when we come back we will be discovering these questions from the listeners i'm so excited to get into this it's going to be great so listen to the commercials and we will be back you better watch what she discovered girl herpes <laughs> ah! Are you a hella good entertainer? Are you an everyday hella fabulous person? Then you need Hella Wigs. Hella Wigs is owned and operated by the beautiful Ella Rosa. She creates custom wigs that can be styled or unstyled, and they are hella fierce. I'm actually wearing the Miss Lily right now. She's the new Hella Wig custom unit. It's 200% density, hermetese for volume, fully synthetic, and she has a single knotted widow's peak to give you a realistic hairline. So if you want a wig that is hella gorgeous, contact Ella on Facebook or Instagram at Hella Wigs. That's H-E-L-L-A-W-I-G-Z. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Fuck Miami. Have you heard about Profanity Cosmetics? No, bitch. I haven't. What's Profanity Cosmetics? Well, Profanity Cosmetics is a queer-owned and operated cosmetics company based out of Vermont. They have eyeshadows, lip gloss, and some of the fucking sickest glitter I have ever seen. You've got to be shitting me. I'm not. But the owner, Lucy for Matrix, even donates a portion of all proceeds to queer-based charities such as the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, the Alifornia Center, and Rainbow Railroad. No fucking way. 
So how can I find this bitch? Well, you can find Lucy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lucy Fur Matrix. You can also find their products on Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at I Love Profanity. You can also check out their Instagram at profanity.cosmetics. All those links can be found in the description of this episode. Make sure to check out Profanity Cosmetics. Cosmetics you can swear by. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Um, Ariella, what did, what did you do over the break? Well, you know, um, my baby daddy just popped up and we did a little, you know, we did a little <laughs> twister. We did a little twister. That's what we did. You know, left hand little, blue, little right little hand red. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, we're, we're going to go ahead and twist into these listener questions, which I'm so excited for. This is one of my favorite parts of the pod. Um, so are y'all ready for this first question? Yeah, get into it. All right. I think we've gotten something like this before, but um, it says, what was your favorite outfit for drag? What's been your favorite outfit in drag? Well, my favorite outfit in drag, um, honestly, I'm starting to do uh, more leotard uh, swimsuit because um, a bitch has been going to the gym, honey. She's been, you know, working on her um, good, her, her good little figure. You know, she's waiting on her gym crush to ask her on a date. But um, I'm happy with um, I'm so I'm, I'm losing some good amount of weight. Honestly, I'm gaining some good muscles. And with that, that's actually bringing more of my um, self, um, my self body image. It's making me want to start showing more and more skin now, honestly. And so um, one thing about Ariella, Ariella is that she's a, she's a slut. She loves to, you know, dance in some good ass costumes to, um, to some slutty ass songs. And She's been she's been very uh, self-conscious about her body for a minute and the fact that she's actually working on herself and going to the gym. She's she's fucking ready to um, slay with these um, body suits. And uh, you know what? Body suits and um, swimsuits, you know, they may be like a um, easy thing for drag queens. But hell, we all look good in it. OK, as long as we look fucking good. That's all that matters. Ooh, got a little, I, got, I got a little too into it. <laughs> it's very that uh for me I think my favorite outfit oh this is hard I actually I think I have two so um my favorite like um like cat suit moment would be from War of the Roses my season where I wore the um avant-garde look the you know it was like fully encrusted with the petals I, I fucking love that outfit I wear it way too much I wear it all the time um, and then like my favorite just everyday like performance outfit is that reflective pink mini dress that I have. I do drunken love in it. And it's, I love that outfit. It's just like freeing. I've had it forever. I thrifted that bitch for like $3 at Goodwill and y'all cannot tell me shit in it. Cause I look great. What about you, Annalie? Yeah. So my favorite outfit that I've worn so far, uh, has been this like it's a very soft pink kind of 50s housewife kind of silhouette dress. Um, I just really love the way that my body looks in it. I feel so like prim and proper and sexy. And um, I've, I actually wore it for the Halloween video that we made uh, for that uh, Sway Halloween 
music video thing. Um, I just really fucking love that outfit. I, I, it's such a cute silhouette. It really cinches in your waist. Um, so that's what I fucking love. I love it. If I can say, I love uh, you when you wore uh, <laughs> your uh, what do you call it? The latex with the mouth with the mouth mouth. Oh, mouth. That yeah, the, right the there, first that. one. Yes, you served me cunt, T-U-N-T. That's when I fell in love with you as a fan. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh my. And Miami, baby. When she, um, this was right when, um, what's that music video came out by Doja Cat? Um, wondering what it's like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to know. Need to know. Yeah, need to know. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to think it to uh, someone to know what it was. When um, Miami had painted herself that turquoise, greenish, um alien oh my god yes. when, when miami when miami fucking does her uh creative colorful shit that's when my tickle my pickle gets tickled thank you yeah I, I love to um paint myself obnoxiously crazy colors for brunch shows you know what i mean like waking yes. up super early actually let me take that back because i have never woken up early for a gig i will never do it um, painting myself in like 20 minutes the color blue and then going out and being that brave like that should just show you how brave I am you know what I mean <laughs> right um, speaking of brave whoever sent this next question is is very brave for sending this um, <laughs> it reads if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be Ooh. anything seafood honestly no. I love I, I honestly I could be like a pescatarian well, why don't you do it, bitch? No. Um. <laughs> um. I don't know. I honestly, I should. I don't. I don't even. I don't even fucking like steak. I really don't like chicken that much. Like, honestly, why do I not commit to? You know what? It's because do I it. lack the skills to commit to anything. <laughs> Work. Uh. So. So anything seafood is is kind of your deal. Is it fried? Is it like in a pasta? Oh, like, ew. No, I can't. I I do not like fried. <laughs> fish oh no it gives me a headache i know that's weird but it does i prefer my i like my fish grilled um if i could have one meal for the rest of my life okay so there is this restaurant in jonesboro actually it's called my pie thai it's thai food yes and honestly just anything from there would be great but i just really love like a just a a, a yellow curry with rice it is so delicious to me. It's so amazing. Uh, for me, it would be the yellow curry with rice from my pie thai. What about or, you, Mariela? Oh, wait, no, hold on. I had to do this more. Or, the, oh. or, or um, so I, I, my grandfather owned a restaurant called Tio Pepe. It was food from Spain. Um, and they would make one of their, one of the custom dishes there is called paella. And it's basically just like, saffron rice with like a bunch of vegetables and fruits, or not fruits, vegetables and like meat. I could also eat that for the rest of my life as well. Ariella, what would you eat for the rest of your life? Well, speaking of fish, even though I may serve fish every fucking time, baby, um, I'm actually considering thinking about eating just soul food. Oh my God, you know, I'm from the South, baby. We have, I would, I would devour, I would fuck up a whole fucking table, baby. You know, give me a, give me a, Give me some fried chicken. I want some uh, briskets. Give me some pork chop, green beans, collard greens, pig feet, cornbread, biscuit, rolls, baby. Give me all of that carbs. Give me all of that. That is what I'm talking about. I can actually fuck up a kitchen, honestly. 
no lie, I would, you know, burn down probably the whole kitchen, but I would let my mom do the whole cooking thing because, you know, mamas, they, they know how to throw down in the kitchen. And that's what I would honestly eat for the rest of my life if I had to. Just some good old soul. No, food. I don't think you understand. I'm obsessed. Yeah, soul food is also very, very good. Um, and it's so good that I'm just going to go ahead and read this next question so I don't have to keep thinking about it because I'm getting fucking hungry now. Okay, so here's my next question. Uh, what is a look- question. I Wait, wait, I have to pause because I was, as you were talking, I read, oh. I haven't read the questions. <laughs> and the, the, the way this question is abruptly ended, you'll just, just get into it. I can't with these, these fucking listeners are trying to make us like literally hate our drag. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> right. Okay, so here's the question. What and this is great for all of us because we've all been part of war. What is a look that you would bloom and that you would doom for yourself from war? You have to doom one. So Ariel, in case in case you don't know, uh, dooming is bad. So what is a look that is bad? Uh, and blooming is good. What is a, a look that you left from war that you did? Oh, okay. I thought it was I thought it was gonna be a raggedy ass question. From a raggedy ass person. Oh, th- some of these are rag. Some of them are raggedy as well. Raggedy. Okay. Well, this is actually a good question. I actually like it. Um, one Perfect. Iowa bloom is, uh, of course, my um week one look. Um, just me showing y'all that who I am as a who who I would um who I would come out as if I was to you know show my show myself to the whole world. I want to show y'all that I'm a business person, but I'm also sexy and just native supreme in the back, just as the cherry on top of everything. Plus the beautiful platinum hair. But um, another, no, not another. Um, one outfit, one look I would doom. Um, yeah, I would not doom it. I, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to doom it, but I wouldn't because it was so sexy. But week two, when I with the body, um runway when I dress up like a, a, a cheetah I would have done something different I would have probably like you know wore some um dental floss or something <laughs> but um the whole point of the uh, the, the whole instructions was to embody you know a body show the body show the audience your body and I wanted to go out outside the box rather than just thinking about a human body and I had the whole leopard outfit and everything you know what I'm a body I'm a channel the body of a leopard all sexy while as you know crawling on the ground going on stage showing you my sexy ass and this sexy ass leopard outfit I'm not only just showing you a leopard but I'm also um, embodying a leopard body but you know people don't understand sometimes people don't uh, get it real quick it goes over their head sometimes I might just you know over exaggerate on what I'm trying to give but um yeah I would probably do my um my week two outfit the body outfit the uh, cheetah outfit even though it was sexy as fuck I'm not gonna lie I was so sexy in that shit um I've already talked about how I would uh, uh before on the podcast we've talked about um my avant garden look um I don't want to talk about that one again but it is like my ultimate bloom for myself another one that I would bloom though is the the look that I did for the Aquarius look I like had yes. my I had my yes, face. Yes, that was, I was beautiful, girl. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I love that one for a few reasons. The big reason is because like that headpiece I was wearing, I 
like legitimately, I made that. I put those little pearls on it. I found this really beautiful lining that we just happened to have laying around the house. And I, it, it was just a really pretty, I, I loved it. It was one of my favorite looks and it's one that I'm definitely blooming for myself. Doom. Before you get to the doom, you know, I just want to say that I love the, uh, your Aquarius look because I'm also an Aquarius. Yeah. Me so it's too. Almost, it's almost Aquarius. Oh my season, God. Y'all. Aquarius is here. Aquarius. Actually, this episode, will come, this episode will come out in February. So uh, it's Aquarius season, y'all. Period. Yeah. I will be 25 by then. Um, my birthday uh, is January 30th. I'll be, if my birthday passes, I'll be 33. Fuck. I thought um, you were 27. Yeah, no, I'm 32. Uh, one that I would doom. Okay, so I actually, I really liked everything that I served uh, on War in War of the Roses. Um, I would say the one. Does this have to be a runway look? Can it just be any look? I just it just says um, from War, so I'm assuming it's yeah. any look. Okay, I'm gonna 100% doom the fuck out of my um, high fashion sportswear. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I didn't. I didn't meet the assignment. That is not what the fuck high special sportswear, sportswear was. And then two, it just was not that cute. It was not that cute of a look. I'm going to do him that. Thank you. It's harmful, dangerous, yes. disgusting, and should never be promoted. Um, I think for me, if I'm going to, bl- I won't bloom my avant-garde runway as well. That's my favorite one. Um, uh, I, mm, I feel like maybe from like the comeback episode where I wore that jacket that I made and had like the big hair that said crown me on it. I really liked that look, mostly just because of the photo I took for Instagram with that look. Um, That's probably one of my favorites. I'm definitely blooming that one. And then dooming, um, I think I'm going to doom my Welcome to the Jungle runway only because the dress was literally... It was like not the it was not the moment. I don't know how else to to hype it up. It was just not the moment. It wasn't it wasn't right. It could have been better, but I had these huge sleeve pieces that were supposed to go on my arms, but they weren't attached onto the dress. I just brought them in my bag and I was really stressed out because I had sewed this like little bodysuit moment inside the gown. Long story short, it was literally not working. And so I had this girl upstairs pin the dress onto me like through the bodysuit, but the pin came undone. And so it was stabbing my chest while I was walking down the runway, which, you know, made it sickening. So that was fierce. Hated that look. Everybody hated that look. Everyone told me like it was bad, which is fine. I'm I'm in therapy now, so it's cool. <laughs> we know you can't afford therapy. Um, go ahead and read this last question, bitch. <laughs> well, this last question, uh, it reads, this is a two-part question here. What is the best way for an audience member to give you money? Should it be folded, crumbled? And the second half is how should performers take money? This is a controversial question within the drag community. Some people are very picky about how you take money from a patron. For me, I don't care how you give it to me. The thing is, I'm in the back after my number. I'm going to like either, well, depends on how much time I have. But for the most part, I've recently been really into like folding out my money and like making it really neat and organized in my bag. Um, 
and also like counting it in the back. I don't know why I'm like that, but I'm just, I'm doing that now. It's, it's my thing, but I used to just shove that shit in my bag. So honestly, no matter how nice you hand it to me, if I'm in a rush, it's just going to get shoved in the bag. And uh, that's, that's a me thing. And if you don't like that, then just cash out me. Um, how should performers take money? Here's the thing. Some people don't like it when you throw money. Some people don't like it when you snatch money. I think as long as um, the way you take the money fits the performance, it's fine. Like if you're giving a number where you're a fucking cunt, like that's the, the gig you're giving and you snatch someone's dollar, that's a part of the performance and that's that's how you should do it. But if you're just like, you know, doing like a gorgeous gown moment and you're snatching dollars and looking like a bitch, like that's on you. You know what I mean? And if people don't want to tip you for that, that's that's a you problem. I think honestly, people should just, give your money take your money do what you got to do at the end of the day it's up to you only you can make that decision and people are offended by how you're taking money um that's i don't know what to tell you just take money better just cash up your ass right just cash cash at me um i so i agree with pretty much everything you said at the end of the day, like all my money is going to be crumpled up and I will fold it out at the end. But in the moment, it's a lot easier for me to take money. If it is like, I really like it when people fold it in half, like the long way and like they hold it out because when it's very stiff and I can just easily grab it, you know? Um, okay. So I like that, but I, I'm going to take the money regardless. I don't, I don't care, but it's what I prefer. Um, and then how should performers take money? I agree with you. It, it really depends on the number. Um, I will say something that something I like to do, though, is I always like to make sure that I look whoever I'm taking the money from, like, in the eye. Yes. Just like a thank you. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Agreed. So that that's what it, that's my answer. Exactly. Well, unlike y'all two, I like it when they throw it in the air, you know, it's all up on me, raining down on me. I yes! feel like glad I am. I want I want everybody to know that I'm I'm drizzling, I'm raining, I'm doing what I can to have this thunderstorm going on in this show. Um, I love that. Yeah. I throw really, it on me. Throw it on me, baby. Throw it on me. Make me feel like the stripper I am. But um <laughs> honestly, like I I I don't really I'm I'm gonna take it um Either way, if you want to like fold it, crumble it up, money is still going to be money at the end of the night. You know, it's still going to be in our bank accounts when we go deposit it. And they're going to think, oh, wow, this, this bitch is really a stripper. When he goes to the banks, they're like, oh, hmm, OK, all of this. I love it. But um, on on the uh, other question, I kind I really do agree with y'all. It's really basically about the performance for me. Um, if I'm into my performance, like if I'm doing a whole dialogue and I'm doing some comedy skits and I'm really into it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop my um performance just to go over it and grab your um, grab your money. No, I'm gonna make sure that you see the show first, and then when I get to the chorus, baby, I'll grab all the money you want that you want to give me. But um. The way I uh, grab the money from my audiences, um, a few of my, what my gay brothers from my college had taught me was that when they, when you um, receive money from another queen, you bow down to them. It's a form of respect. It's something that they do in the South that I got to learn. I got to learn a lot about that too. And um, just like you on a leg, you know, when you, when, um, when just a regular um, guest is in the audience, they give you money, look them straight in the eyes, you know, tell them, hey, I want you to fuck me after you give me this money. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and um, 
just go on with your performance. But yeah, if they just like Miami said, they feel like they feel uh, neglected just how we uh, get the money from them. They just cash out Venmo us. Subscribe to our OnlyFans. Yeah, or or try giving us more money to see if we do better. You know, practice makes perfect. So just keep giving us money and eventually we'll, we'll catch on. Right. Exactly. I will say, though, if you're like literally in front of me and you have a dollar that's that is like in pristine, perfect condition and you're about to hand it to me and then you crumble it up, then there might be an issue. But uh, (laughs) like the audience member crumbles it up and shoots it at me like a basketball. Yeah, that's that's what I want. Um, Speaking of uh, basketball, I have a game in like 10 minutes, so I've got to go dress out for that before I go basketball. (laughs) um before we go ariella is there anything that you want to say any uh social medias you want to plug anything like that well everybody this is the native supremacist ariella da vinci you can find me on facebook as ariella da vinci with skylar bell in parentheses that's s-k-y-l-e-r-b-e-l-l um you can find me on instagram at the native supreme with two e's and if you want to follow me on my fun-ass Snapchat, if you want to know where, where the party is, if you want to take shots with us, you know, do some um, certified CBD flower. You can come chill and hang with me, baby. Um, my Instagram, my uh, Snapchat is at Queen with two E's. It's going to be at T-H-E-E-R-E-Z Queen. And um, you can find me at um, Canvas every Tuesday night for Supreme Queens I hosted. And um, I can also have Miss Anale and Ms. Miami there in the future. We're going to talk about that, about our January shows. Um, and yeah, you can um, stalk me, call me at the middle of the night when I'm making my popcorn, about to watch Halloween, finding out my boyfriend's in the patio. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, speaking of murdering men, um, we are going to go ahead and go. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Ariella, for being here. Annalise, is there anything you want to say before we before we cut the cord? Also, thank you so much for everyone listening. And definitely always, always a pleasure. I love you so much, Ariella. You are truly amazing. You're an inspiration. Uh, I loved watching that Rainbow Rumble. And one of these days, I'm going to make it out to Canvas. It's really hard for me to 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 make it out on a Tuesday night, but uh, I'm going to make it one of these days because I have to come see one of your shows. For sure, for sure. We're actually elevating. Everything is um, becoming like better than how it was in the beginning. We're just making sure that we give off a good show, a good production for y'all. Well, well, guys, make sure you are supporting Ariella's show. It's such a good show. It's so fun. Go out and see Miss Ariella. Follow her on her socials. All that's going to be in the description. Make sure you listen all the way through to the end. It has all of our information. And uh, yeah, send us an email if you have any questions that you want us to answer. If you have anybody you want us to interview, let us know. If you hate us, you can leave us a review. Um, on any of your listening apps and we will be back next week. Bye! Thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you would like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcast at gmail.com You can follow Miami on Instagram at Miami. 
And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Annalie Dreams. The music featured in the intro and outro is produced by Evans Beats. Thanks for listening, and we will see you soon. Stay Stay pretty. pretty.